The oldest and strongest emotion of mankind is fear. And the oldest and strongest kind of fear is the fear of the unknown. I'm Emily, and I play Poppy McCoy. I'm Harley, and I play Lara Jones. My name's Michelle, and I play Zelda Gold. Hey, I'm Jared, and I play Leslie Moon. And I'm the keeper and storyteller, Paul Bonnell. Welcome to Sons of the Fathers. I'm glad that worked to get their attention. I really wasn't going to say it because, well, I know how easily you start to freak out and the last thing we need is another of your human moments. But man, were we screwed if we hadn't come across this ship. When we're close enough, just pop the hatch and grab onto the ladder on the side. Yes, I know you don't like exerting physical strength, but once we're on deck, you can flop like a fish. Deal? As the plane rises into the sky... You realize the reality of flight in this day and age. Those of you who are from the future are surprised at how incredibly scary and shit this is. Those of you who are from the past, actually, there's only one of you. No, two of you. Shit. Those of you... (laughs) Those of you... Shut up. (laughs) Those of you from the current time are quite amazed that you're in the air. The rocking and shaking of the plane, with even the slightest movements from the engineer or the co-pilot moving through the aisles at all, is terrifying, to say the least. Each of you have been given the thick woolen travel blanket, travel rug, I believe they're called, and earplugs, along with sweets to consume with the uh, rising and landing, takeoff and landing is usually the term they use. But this is new flight, so rising and landing of the plane to stop your ears from exploding. You do know that there are three legs of this trip and that the first one is only two hours before you reach your next uh, landing. Leslie is still kind of freaked out about everything that happened beforehand with a, a guy getting his head slammed into the ground and there's still blood on the floor. He's starting to really um, feel like you know, I mean, this is what he has to do uh, to, to, to do his mission, but it's, he feels a lot is less he regretting, safe. Like, he thought he was like, oh, it's going to be like a fun ride, whatever, whatever. We BS'd our way onto this uh, plane, and now he's like, I don't know what I got myself into. That's fair, that's fair. All right, so what I do want is for Zelda and Lara to roll me a luck. Hey, Dios mio, I got a 74 and a 50. <laughs> good, 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 Harley. 76 and a 44, baby. Baby. Ooh. Oh, God. The winds being so strong, both of your legs get splattered with bits of blood. Zelda sort of shrugs it off. It's, the entire encounter was surprising, but she is nonplussed. 
She has seen freakier shit. Does Lara care at all? I guess of the two people to be splattered by blood, that's actually not that bad. Wait, mm. where is the blood coming from? The cameraman who was tackled as the plane was starting, his head hit the ground and just like yeah. split, just, just blood. Remember and then he was thrown off the plane? Yeah, but... The oh, plane so is very coming, short. It's, it's just coming from like the puddle that was left behind? Yeah, there was a puddle there and nobody cleaned it up and... Now there's just like strong winds through the cabin, so it's being blown it's just backwards. Streaking all over the I'm floor. Like, uh, it's so I'm nasty. probably like, um, I think I'm upset that my clothes got messy, but like I'm fine. Okay, cool. You do note, Lara, that Theodore Martin, the young boy, the young polite boy, he's climbed up onto his chair, recoiling from the blood. Like he he's a young lad. He doesn't want blood on his fancy pants. He has very fancy pants and shoes. <laughs> Zelda, to your right, Alfred Clark, the banker-looking individual. You see blood splash his left leg and ruin his really nice uh, tartan pattern pants. It sort of streaks up his leg a little bit and flecks onto his hand, and he doesn't seem to give a single shit. The fancy man? Uh, he's one of the fancy men. He's the pudgy, awkward-looking man. He... It looks like a banker and doesn't really have very great sociable skills. He is likely, you know, freaking out about being on a plane and is unfazed by, or doesn't even notice, the blood that's streaked up his leg and a little on his arm. I want to do spot for hidden. <laughs> yeah, what for, are you looking to for? To assess, like, if there are visible signs of fear, like, is he just, like, clutching his armrest? Or... Okay, so that's probably... Uh, mm, yeah, or... I'll allow that or psychology. It's a bit of a... I will do the spy hidden, because my skill okay. is higher in that. <clears throat> yep. Don't fuck up. I got I'll a 68 on a 76. Okay. You succeed in that, and he actually looks reasonably calm. He doesn't... Seem fussed. And he doesn't look like he noticed what what happened? No. I mean, to be fair, you're in a gale force tunnel, basically, and it's, you know, it, but he hasn't noticed, nor does he seem to even care about the fact that he's on a death trap plane. Okay. Um. So I am going to take out a handkerchief from my purse and just sort of like wave at him and point at his leg and wave the handkerchief again and hold my hand out. As you hold the handkerchief out, it just gets ripped out of your hand mm. by air. Like I track it. I like my head just looks back and then I look back at him and I just sort of pout and when shrug. You, when you turn back to him, he's staring at you with a blank face and blank expression. I'm going to point at his legs again. Uh, he looks down at his legs and he uh, nods to himself and he looks at you and gives you a courteous nod and uh, he sits there still. He doesn't do anything about it, though. Okay. I'm going to eat my candy. <laughs> cool. Can I, can I look over at Mary and see if she's doing okay? Yeah, you look over at Mary and she is huddled under her blanket. She's got it wrapped around her. She's sitting on her chair sideways with her feet up on the chair, sort of huddled in a ball. And only her eyes are peeking out out of the uh, the top of the blanket, and she sort of looks at you and 
then just looks back forward. Mm, okay, I'll just give her a smile and a nod. Because uh, how are you? Do you have your blanket? You just you just free ball. What are you doing? I definitely have my blanket. I'm I'm like bundled onto the chair, and my my feet are like tucked into my body. So okay. I'm like a little igloo yeah. with my head poking out. Little yep. And Poppy is Poppy doing anything of note or? Uh, she's probably just cradling her bag of C4 and trying to keep warm. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> Just, just holding my bag of explosives in this wind tunnel. <laughs> she looks back, Zelda. She just gives her a thumbs up. It's like all of our heads are on fire, and we're swimming in a sea of gasoline. <laughs> exactly. We're just like, this and is Poppy's fine. just cradling a gas tank. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. What Poppy, Zelda, and Lara may see if you care to pay attention is that Arnold Fullerton. He's in the seat behind Leslie and Druad. Strumpf, uh, in the seat in front of Poppy. They are across from each other and they are handing each other, or struggling to, but still doing it, handing each other documents back and forth, you know, like um, clipboards of information and, and they keep pointing at them and trying to have a conversation as best they can, but it is clearly not working. As the flight rumbles on and you slowly start to get just a little used to these conditions, you see the co-pilot open the cabin door to the passenger compartment and he waves in the air to try to get everybody's attention. And with his hands, he makes a gesture to show his hand as a plane landing and then he points down and puts his thumbs up. Quite soon after that, you are descending. The air gets just a little warmer. The sounds get just a little quieter. And eventually you land on a tarmac. It's rough. There's a heavy thump as you land. But then a couple of minutes later, you come to a stop. The door opens and the greasy engineer, Huxley. Oh, yeah. we, that's the first leg, ladies and gents. Uh, you're welcome to stretch your legs. Uh, the next one's the long one. So if you need to. You know, do your poopies, then now's a good time. Do <laughs> your poopies? Uh, wow. Zelda's <laughs> a guest. I'll be... By the link. I'll be in my, my compartment. And then he just leaves with the door open. All right, we're uh, finally in Brisbane. This is great. And I'm just going to get up and uh, <laughs> walk outside, you know? Yeah. Get, it, get some fresh air. As you walk out into Brisbane, you notice that Brisbane is very, very small. It's just a couple of tents with some staff in a very large clearing. There are no buildings or streets oh. or anything. Brisbane sucks. Hmm. <laughs> Where's this hospital supposed to be? I thought Brisbane was like a big city. <laughs> I just start looking around. <laughs> yeah, the, the joke is that Jared thinks it's Brisbane, but it's not. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that makes sense. I want to I get up and talk to Mary. Okay, yeah. She's standing outside the plane a couple feet away. She's uh, shaking, and she's lighting one of those, uh, a, a cigarette in one of those long-ass, old-timey cigarette holders. So I'm going to get off the plane and walk up to her and just be, uh, Mary, how are you? She nods at you shakenly. She's quite pale, and uh, clearly it wasn't too... Uh, kind on her. Oh, my dear, I know that was just frightful. But I've heard that your career is taking off. She nods again. Oh, 
Are you okay? Can you speak? As she goes to open her mouth, she suddenly turns to your right and heaves and just throws up all Aww. over the ground. Oh, okay. Um, nurse mode just kicks in. I just rub her back. Just, okay, dear, just let it all out. It's okay. She brings the cigarette back t- down to her mouth, even as she's bent over. She takes a puff and then she throws up a bit more. Just oh, that's cool. whatever you need to do, just keep letting it out. You know, doctors are saying that those cigarettes are healthy. And I've noticed that they <laughs> do curb some nausea, so. <laughs> God, I hate myself. She eventually straightens her back. <sighs> yeah, thanks for that. It's, I, I, don't, I don't think I can do the next part of this. It's six hours. I know, Mary, it's quite atrocious, but you're lucky I always carry some peppermints with me, and I start fishing around in my bag, and I pop out a little peppermint, and I hand it to her. You know, I'm so sorry to hear about um, your paramour. I I heard that there was some She looks at you quite confused. Um, I, I... I just sort of, like, you see my pupils dilate and my eyes go big and I'm like, oh no, did I say something wrong? Mm. I just... What? Uh, what? Uh, oh, I've... I don't know. You know how people like to gossip and I'm sure I've just heard some bad information. You know, my what? nurse assistant, she's always running her mouth about things and I, I, I don't... She puts her right hand on your shoulder, which is discerning for a few reasons. One. It's a really strong grip. Two, there's a bit of throw up on it. And <laughs> she... I've seen worse. And she holds your shoulder. And she, what have you heard? Oh, um, let's see. What did I hear? Um, I'm fumbling. Is there like a lie check or, or something? So there's fast talk, there's intimidate, there's charm. Oh, okay. I'm just be like, oh, you know, there's just so many women in town who well frankly they've always been jealous of you and you know that mary dear but uh now i need you to roll me a uh so she's rolled a psychology and i need you to roll me a psychology or if you're trying to use a skill such as charm intimidate or fast talk you can use that i i like charm the other one is persuade but yeah if you're charming Oh, you're really good at charm. Mm. I forgot, motherfucker. I like charm. <laughs> okay, I yeah, like girls. See if you see if you can beat the I roll like she just got. Let's see. I'll give you a heads up though. She rolled a straight nine. Ugh. Nine. Oh no. Nine. Oh, okay. Well. Oh god, guys. Uh... <laughs> oh, that's a sixty-eight on a forty-seven. That's good, right? She. <laughs> she with her with her hand that's on your shoulder she shoves it back and you recoil back a step and she says what are you talking about okay quick time out did i say something that i was what, what just I, the auntie I, told you about the dead boyfriend you don't know if 
she knows about the dead oh boyfriend. my god okay okay okay, okay. <laughs> all right dead boyfriend i yeah i just assumed okay yeah no the um game on mary i look i've never been good at lying but look, your your aunt told me that your mm, former paramour as i said well he um i don't know how to say this without upsetting you my darling but he has passed, and I don't, I didn't know that you didn't know, and I'm so sorry that you had to hear it like this. She stares at you with the remaining expression, unflinching and unmoving, as she clearly tries to contemplate what you're saying. She shakes her head a little. No, no, I, you're mistaken. Stay out of my business. Stay out of my way. And she storms off back onto the plane. Now, what is anybody else doing? Um, Did we have I to go... get off? No, you could just could have stayed on the plane if you wanted. Um, I'm fully sitting. Poppy's just going to stay on the plane and steal a couple of people's blankets. <gasps> wow. <laughs> they got snacks. I'll steal them too. You need to say whose blankets. This is very important. Um, oh, yeah. I'm going to steal Alfred's. Because I swear to God. And Theodore's. Okay. Oh, baby right. boy. Crisis averted. It'd be, it'd be really funny if you tried to steal Lara's while she like still had it. Like you just walked up to her and she's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so you do see Theodore's there on the seat. He got off and he is jauntily stretching his legs, which you can see out the window. He's grabbed a juice box. Oh, I want to hang out with tables. Theodore. We can get to that. As you go to then look for another and you look for Alfred's, he is still sitting there completely still, holding it wrapped in the way it was given to him originally. It's just folded on his lap. He's just sitting there? Yeah, he hasn't got off either. Um, Poppy asks him, are you okay? He looks at you and he nods politely. Cool. Quite the weather we're having. <laughs> yep. See ya. Poppy looks for another blanket. Are there any in G, uh, H, so, or F? No. Those are empty seats. They weren't provided any. Arnold Fullerton in seat D, Gerard Stumpf in seat C, and Mary oh, and Leslie. All of their seats would have their uh, blankets and stuff on them while I'll they got off Arnold's. the plane. Okay. Get ready. Cool. And then you're just gonna go, <laughs> just going to go sit down. Yeah, I'm going to try and make it look like I only have one blanket. Cool. But I have three. <laughs> oh, what a <laughs> sneaky just So, uh, outside the plane is anything happening with Leslie? Are you doing it? Yeah, so after I'm done uh urinating on the plane, I'll turn around and I'll see uh uh <laughs> Theodore the there. As you're doing that, you turn to your left as you're finishing up, uh, you know, shaking it off, <laughs> and you see the engineer is doing exactly the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, nice buddy. I liked I liked to think that uh, that me piss will fall off the plane over large expanses and I'll have traveled me piss. What? Ah, I like that. I like that. It's kind of really philosophizing. I'm into it. He looks up and he's pissing directly under Lara's window. <laughs> he gives her a wink and a nod. There's a lot of bodily fluids in this. I like to think that my oh. urine will calcify on the plane and be a part of it forever. You know, it's just a little piece of me will be flying around. This, this uh, beautiful uh, country. He, he is a, a, a scientist still. Yeah, that's very, right. 
Hey, uh, great flying, by the way. I mean, we really uh, got us uh, point A to point B, you know, in a pretty fashionable. Uh, mm, yes, they, this, the easy part of the journey. I think I'm a little Irish now or Scottish. I can't tell. <laughs> well, uh, regardless but, of uh, what accent I, you have, I'm you know, leaning uh, into I think it because really I like guy, it. And I really appreciate you, uh, you know, taking the time to, uh, to help us doctors out. Are you, you know? are you trying to charm him? Oh, absolutely. I'm going to charm anyone I talk to. <laughs> All right, roll me a charm. <laughs> My character is obsessed with everyone liking him. Oh, that's not... Oh, a 64 out of 65! Oh. Nice, he smiles. And he goes to... He puts his hand out to shake yours. Oh, I definitely shake his hand. He quickly looks at it, he rubs it off on his shirt, and then he shakes it. I do the exact same <laughs> thing. Because <laughs> we both have our dicks out still. <laughs> dicks out, rubbing it off. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Are you doing anything else? Uh, so after that interaction, uh, you know, I, I, oh, actually, I wanted to ask him. Uh, so, hey, where's the, uh, where's the hospital in Brisbane here? I don't really see much going on. <laughs> uh, lad, this, this is not Brisbane. This is the. F I've changed my accent again. <laughs> <laughs> You're Japanese now. Should I roll sanity? Listen, I've been, I've been as many places as me piss. Uh, <laughs> Arr, matey, this here be. Oh, <laughs> this here I be. See. Uh, the oh, mm, gruff. This, this be this, oh, fuck me. That's why you don't mm. do accents. This is I. I. It's that I have way too way many. Way too many. Yes. This time. Yeah. This is uh, just the first stop, my lad. It's uh, we've got we've got two more. Ah, uh, gotcha, friend. This, uh, six hour journey after this one. Oh boy. There's some juice boxes if you would like some some cheese and crackers. Oh. What kind of cheese, though? Mm, goats. Mm. Goat's cheese, my lad. All right, that'll do. All right, appreciate it, bud. And I'm going to turn around, you know, zip up, make sure I'm decent, and go uh, just check out what Theodore's doing. I'll be like, hey, little man, what's up? As you walk around the to the other side of the plane, to the world, the tents, you see, you know, the, the tents that are there that have uh, the, the, the goat's cheese and the crackers and the juice boxes. There are medical staff there as well, but they don't seem to really be doing anything. Theodore is walking between them and the plane back and forth, stretching his legs as far as he can, um, with his hands crossed and well, his arms crossed in front of him on his chest, proudly walking. Mm. Oh, I'm just I'm I'm getting my legs stretched. Nice and big. We're gonna be sitting for a little while. You know, uh you really remind me as a young rem oh words. You know, you really remind me of, uh, ooh. You know, you really remind me of, uh, right why can I say this? Am I having you a You remind me of a young me. Can you smell eggs? Thank you. <laughs> you know, you toast. really remind me of a young me at your age. Yeah. Thank you. I think it'd be funny if I'm just actually stuttering trying to talk to this kid. If like, you know, you know. Uh, <laughs> you really remind, you really... Fuck, I'm having a stroke. You remind me of the babe. <laughs> what babe? It's it it's that you're it's that you're really wanting everybody to like you, but you didn't realize that would have to involve a child. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. I don't know how to approach this situation. Uh, how do I, I actually kind of like the idea. Wait, do I even of want to? My character is stammering, trying to talk. To, like I'm somehow intimidated by this little kid. Uh, that's actually what's okay. going on now. Yeah, and to be oh, fair, man. he has the mannerisms and confidence of. A world leader. He seems to be able to just absolutely talk to anybody and isn't phased in the slightest. Can I do like it's a charm at a disadvantage charming. because of how bad that went? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Give me a charm at a disadvantage. Okay. I love 
how eagerly you want to fuck yourself over. <laughs> I got a 10 and a 0. Is that a 100? Oh, no, uh, that baby is just, boy. That is just a 10. Oh, that is a 10. Okay, so then I roll either oh. one again. Yep. I thought it was a crit fail. So an, I got an 8, so I guess that's an 80? Yeah, that is uh, an 80 on what's your charm? Oh, 65. That's a fail. He stops his walking and he looks at you. He says, it's all right, sir. Uh, you don't have to try so hard. We're, we're good friends already. And then he goes back to his walking. I just kind of smile at him and nod and I just kind of start looking at my feet. I'm just in my own head right now. I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> and then you hear the propellers start up again with a rumble. And the pilot yells that it is time for everybody to reboard the plane. All right, I get back on the plane, uh, feeling confident that Same. I'm at least friends with the pilot, and I guess friends with the small child, but also he's yeah, cool. You, you're friends with the engineer, not the oh, pilot. Oh, the engineer, okay. So as you're all sitting down and the propellers are idling, the co-pilot comes out of the uh, cockpit and he says, Right, we've got a longer journey ahead of us. Uh, six hours. It's going to be over the desert. Uh, it's very important that you stay in your seats during this leg of the journey, particularly. If we go down in the desert, well, it's a desert. Oh, I took juice boxes be... and cheese, too. I, I took some of that stuff. I was eating it, too. Okay, good. <laughs> hey, if we're stuck in the desert, I'm going to be the one with juice boxes and cheese, all right? So He says, now, does anybody have any questions before we take off? Do we get more candy? He shuts the door and walks out. <laughs> it, after a minute or so, the propellers kick into full gear, and you're off again. Again, greeted with the wind and the cold and the noise, and soon even little bits of grit and sand start to funnel through the cabin. It's incredibly uncomfortable, and I would like a constitution check from all of you. I'm changing dice. You have the trade. Oh, I failed. Oh! 96 out of 75. Oh, God. 14 on an 85. Nice. Mm. Uh, oh, that's actually, I mean, uh, 83 on a 70. Okay. And Emily? 21 on a 45. Hell yeah. Nice. Okay, so it's just Leslie who is at, up the front who's getting the brunt of it. You do get severe amounts of dust and sand in your eyes, and you will take uh, any penalties to perception checks until the end of this leg. Okay. Now, that actually is going to come up immediately. For an, an hour into the journey, I now need a spot check from anyone who would uh, care to be looking out the windows. I'll, do I'll look out the window. Yeah, why not? Yeah, sure. And you don't have to be just saying, yeah. you know. So you do take penalty dice advantage. There. Yeah. Oh, man. Got an 86 on a 76. Okay. Poppy? I'm looking. Oh, there it is. Sorry, did you say disadvantage? Uh, No, only Jared gets oh. a disadvantage because he got sand in his eyes. I got a 64 on a 40. <laughs> okay. Harley? <laughs> Yeah, what you get? Get it. <laughs> What's my spot? I don't know. What is your spot? <laughs> I don't think I have. If you don't have anything in it, you're at base. 20? And base 
Base is 20. Guess who got a five? Aha! Me. Oh, nice. I'm going to take a picture okay, so if you, you want me to. No, don't you take do any pictures. Oh, God, yeah, don't take a picture. It'll explode the plane. <laughs> no, I meant of my dice roll. <laughs> oh! No. You're... All right. He, I get mad. <laughs> Laura has a gun, and she's like, well, I don't need to fire this gun, but I do have a camera. I do, I'm <laughs> so going to take a picture. You guys are like, no! <laughs> <laughs> She gets hammered to the ground, <laughs> thrown off the plane. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, she realizes she was the cameraman. Oh. And Jared, what'd you get? Um, I got a 62 out of 40, so that's a big-time fail for big boys. Okay, nobody but Lara sees anything, and as such, I'm going to deafen you all, and only Lara will hear this. Brutal. All right. All right, okay. What you see when looking out across these large vistas of sand and dunes and a few patches of green here and there but it's quite sparse you see a large flock of some kind of bird some a large type of bird you don't really know what it is maybe they're extinct by the year that you are alive they're quite large with a long wingspan long necks and anyway they're flying beside the plane it's very pretty it's very nice what you see though alarmingly following them is this fleshy thick and almost with your with your future knowledge of things you could probably recognize it as a gooey kind of substance that is quite quickly trailing the birds its form changes shape and mutates and there are spikes that come flying out towards the birds and then they recoil back into the mass it splits apart and then coalesces again and is rapidly changing shape. Quite quickly after you see it, the mass falls back and disappears around the side of the plane behind you. Wow, I fucking hate that. Uh. Now I need you to roll a sanity for me. <laughs> Let me look at my score so I can tell you if I just got wrecked or not. Sanity, sanity. Oof. 59 on a 33. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's a fail. I need you to roll me a d8. Okay. Um, how do I... d8? Yeah. Three. Ooh, you are so lucky. What does that mean? <sighs> okay. If you roll a five, it's real bad. Um, a five or more in one go. Is that health? Am I losing health? What's your sanity down to? Well, what is your sanity and what's it down to after taking that many damage? Oh, it's I have a 33 and it would be down to 30. Okay, you are down to 30. You buckle in fear and confusion and you scream very loudly, but nobody can hear it. Nobody is even looking at you. You don't think you're going to be able to get anybody's attention and so you curl up into a ball on your seat. You're going to be like that for 30 minutes. <laughs> Okay, and now I'm going to bring back everybody else. Okay. Welcome back. So that's that. About an hour and 20 minutes into the flight, all of you feel a shuddering, and you hear just slightly over the engines smashing of glass and thuds over and over. Quite quickly, the engineer busts through the door to the passenger compartment. He slumps over to Leslie, and he, leaning at your ear, yells, we need your assistance immediately. And he grabs you by the shoulder and pulls you. Are you going to go with him? 
Um, yes. Uh, and I'll, I'll go, that's uh, great because I'm a doctor and I'll turn and I'll look at, uh, Zelda and I'll kind of motion for her to come follow me. Cause she, everyone's probably he seeing pulls this, right? you. Yeah, they would probably, yeah. if they're paying attention. All right. He, I'm going to, so Zelda, are you, are you going to make your way that way? If I move, I will die. I'm one of the heavy people who are holding down the plane. Well, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you're on the same you side as me. Paul. You yell at each other. <laughs> Leslie's <laughs> not thinking about that. Paul, am I still Yes, Lara. Am I still in my state? Yeah, you're still for like ten minutes. Okay. Alright, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the man. Okay, yeah. He pulls you into the engineer compartment, the one you've walked through several times now, and he yells into your ear, and I'm just gonna summarize because I don't wanna yell in his yes. voice because that's gonna kill my mm -hmm. voice. That the plane has hit a flock of birds, ah! large birds, <laughs> that the cockpit has been absolutely shattered, that there's glass everywhere, that the co-pilot is knocked out, unconscious, that the pilot is bleeding heavily. Mm -hmm. There's also damage to the wings that he needs to go fix, and that he needs you to pick something to take care of and find somebody else who can do the other jobs. So there needs to be someone who's going to help the pilot fly. Someone who's going to be able to figure out and keep the controls of the engineer's compartment proper and working. And somebody who can help heal the, uh, or at least get rid of the co-pilot from the cockpit. So there's one guy who's bleeding out and the other guy's unconscious? Correct. And they're both, they were both piloting the plane? Correct. And the engineer who has to watch the engineer controls, he has to go out onto the wing and fix something. He says there's 10 minutes before this plane crashes oh in the middle gosh. of the desert. Um, can, because I feel like my first in instinct would be to try to help the guy who's bleeding out. Uh... So the engineer explains that you need to get somebody else or somebody else's to help with these issues, but he has to start preparing to go out onto the wall. Um, can I get NPCs, right? Is that okay? You can, or you could involve players. Um, well, because I want to involve players, but everyone's like in the middle or the back of the plane. I mean... Yeah, I, I mean, meta, if you pull anyone kind of from though. anywhere... I'm, I'm just... Okay, you, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna nod to him and be like, all right, okay, okay, and I'm gonna poke my head out, and I'm just gonna still try to get Zelda to, to come help, and I'm, I'm gonna just kind of look at um, uh, uh, Poppy as well, and just be like, trying to like motion to them, like, somebody come mm. over here to help me. Uh, yeah, I mean, you guys would you guys would see this. It's the only interesting thing to yeah, happen yeah. in yeah. quite some time. Um, and Lara, you would also see this, and you're slowly getting a grip, but you're not quite there. Okay. Okay. So, are Poppy and Zelda going to join up? What do you guys? Want? Yes. Yes. However, we are both on the same side of the plane, so. I'll just say one, just one of you, and I'll, I'll make like a one finger. <laughs> um, so I can recognize signs of panic and emergency, mm -hmm. so I am going to very gingerly get up and make my way over, and I'm bringing okay. my bag of supplies with me. And Poppy, you're getting up as well? Yeah, and I'll bring my backpack of C4 with me. <laughs> okay. 
the plane is shaking just a little bit as you move up the aisle. The engines seem to have been lowering in speed gradually and slowly, but definitely notably. And you two both get into the uh, engineer's compartment. You see the engineer wiping off blood from his face and from his hands, which seem pretty cut up. And he is putting on a parachute as he uh, is starting to open the exit compartment onto the wing. This is a pilot? That's the engineer. The engineer. Okay, okay. Uh, I'm going to... I'm gonna grab his arm and and uh and kind of lean into him and be like, "Hey, hey, you can't abandon us right now, man. We we pissed together. We're piss buddies. You can't just leave me here like this." <laughs> I've got I've I've got to fix the fucking wing. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I wasn't. Uh, I didn't realize you actually had do to you go want, out on. Do the you want to fix the wing? Would you like to fix the wing? Um, well, I'm almost killing my boys. Oh, all right. Well, uh, be safe. And I just give him a pat on the back. <laughs> And I'm going to I'm going to go and grab uh some uh medical supplies out of my uh bag too uh that was out my seat and then All I'll right, come so back. All right, so this is by the way Poppy and Zelda. You see the engineer leaving out the compartment and you see Leslie leaving out the the back into the room. <laughs> back into the, the well, cabin. Well, no, so as I go, I I I wanted to do this anyways, but I was going to um yell uh, into Zelda's ear like uh exactly what's going on. And uh, and the situation, and just that I'll be back, and because I, I need to get my stuff, so it, it should only take like ten seconds. All right, so Zaudi, you have an assessment of the situation. I assume Poppy, you're probably leaning in close to here as well. Yes. You both have an understanding of the situation now. Yeah, I'm gonna nod at Leslie, and can I see who? Um, like, it's very obvious that they're they are injured, and I can tell what so their the injuries are. So the pilot and the co-pilot are in the cockpit, which is a door ahead. You have to go into that room. Okay. Um. Well, Leslie just told me what's happening, so I'm going to go in there and patch people up as best I can. Okay. So when you open the door to the cockpit, it blasts open with incredible force of wind, and you can see beyond that the glass of the cockpit has shattered, and you're going to need to make a constitution check just to weather yourself through it into and stay Ooh. conscious. Can Poppy assist? Uh, not with a constitution. So first I want to hear what Michelle's constitution check. That's a 91 on an 85, and I'm going to use my luck to bring mm -hmm. it down. Ooh, nice. Nice. Um, yeah. So I'm at 44 luck now. All right. If I did that math right, we can we can check that later. So you struggle through it. You you know your breathing exercises as a uh, as a medical practitioner. You uh, shield your face and you're able to make it to the left hand seat is the co-pilot and he's completely out. His face is cut to shreds. He's still alive. Uh, you can see him breathing, but he's clearly just out of it. Are you going to try to perform some kind of medical? Yeah, um, I'm going to do first aid and uh, staunch the bleeding and kind of wrap. You do know that trying to apply medicine or first aid while in this incredibly forceful winds and shattered glass everywhere and dead birds you will be taking penalty dice to your medicinal first aid. 
while in this room because it's incredibly hard to to do anything okay so are you going to still try to perform it in while he's in that seat you're going to remove him from it if leslie is coming up at the same time as i yeah we'll say leslie uh comes to the door yeah yeah so i'm gonna just sort of like motion to leslie to heave this guy out of the chair and into the engineering closet okay yeah and basically just help me bring him out yeah so we're both gonna try to pull this guy yeah sure so i would like strength throws from you is that uh lara you are out of your stupor and poppy what are you doing the other mentioned task was to do with the uh, engineering controls, but nobody explained to you exactly how yeah. to do the engineering controls. Do I know where that is? Yeah, so there's just a big, like, you, you see in this room, the connecting room between the pilot, the cockpit, and the um, the cabin, is it's just a, a large room, basically, and it has a seat connected to a desk uh, and in front of that desk is a bunch of dials and pressure nodes and all of that that the engineer would clearly have to she'll be look, taking account of during the flight. She'll look at it and try and figure it out. Is there something I can roll for that? Do you have any mechanical repair? Uh, no. <laughs> oh, God. If only I were Elsie. Hmm. So, let's see. Da, 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 Intimidate da. the controls. <laughs> I'll dodge it. <laughs> I'll place one C five. Just threatening. If you don't, if you don't have mechanical repair, you're going to need to do a series of intelligence checks. Okay. In order to succeed this, so you sit down. The first one, you got to work out. There, you know, there are names on these dials, and there are general, um, you know, numbers. So you just got to work some shit out now. Hit, give me an intelligence check. I got um a 30 on a 70. Nice. Oh, you have good intelligence. Shit. Hell yeah. Okay. Big brain. You can quickly make out what is supposed to be the case. You see that these have these little, you know, the little pins in the dials and these uh, uh, measuring instruments that there are green zones that have been uh, marked on each dial. And you can see, oh, if I turn this one, then it, it relieves pressure here and... So you get to you get to working on that, and uh, you for the time being stabilize the plane. Moving to Lara, what's Lara doing with everything that hath uh, come I to think light? As soon as she breaks out of her sort of stupor, she's like, "Okay." Uh, sort of look around. Um, so they're taking care of not careening us to death. Well, and le- if you go to the front of the plane and learn about it, you will. Oh, I see. But. Currently, you've just seen them go into that room. Okay, I'm gonna cock my gun. (laughs) And, uh... You see Theodore look up at you and his eyes tighten. Okay. Is that the... That's the child? Yep. Right. I will head to the front to see what's what's going on. Okay. As you're walking past everybody, they suddenly look... You know, everybody's looking very concerned and worried. Um, The two businessmen at the front have their briefcases held to their chests. Mary is wrapped up in a blanket, looking out of it. Alfred, the guy that was sitting in front of you, is sitting there completely calm without a worry in the world. 
And Theodore has gotten up and is following you. Uh, no. Uh, sit back down. He shakes his head resolutely. You're a child. He nods. Should I threaten to shoot him? He, oh, God. He, he goes to move past you into the, into the engineer's cabin. I'm going to put a hand square on his chest, push back a bit with, like, the butt of my gun. Uh-uh. I don't think so. Give me a second. I'm going to roll. All right. So he falls over oh. on the Get plane. Get wrecked, little kid. And he looks up at you with betrayal, and he just sort of stays there. Oh. I barely know this kid. We just stay there and, and don't move. This is dangerous. And stay away from the windows. And I'm going to run into the cockpit. Okay. Well, into the engineer's That's cabin the first. That's yeah. I meant. Yep. So you go in there. You see suddenly engineer Poppy working away on these dials. She's looking over the engineer's notes, which I'm going to say are on the wall, which I didn't mention before. And you see an open door with just the strongest gale force winds coming through it. Through the door to the cockpit, you do, you see the uh, you know shattered glass and dead birds, and there's some kerfuffle motion going on. Clearly, Leslie and Zelda are pulling somebody out, and I need a strength roll from both of you. We just need one of you to succeed. Yeah, I got a um a forty four out of fifty five earlier. Okay, and Michelle. I'm sorry. What was the roll again? Strength. Ah. And then, Jared, I also need a constitution. Sure. Me. What'd you get, Michelle? No, I got a 92 on a 45. That's okay. That's, that's still fine, because it's not a crit fail, and he succeeded. <laughs> so, but your constitution, Jared? 24 out of uh, nice. 75. I have oh. good constitution. Oh, God, you people in your stats. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, min coming... son of a bitch. <laughs> Pulling from under his arms, walking backwards, Leslie is pulling the co-pilot, who is severely cut to shit. Um, where are you putting him? Uh, I'm going to put him in my chair. Okay, so you're going to take him into the room with everybody else? Yeah. Oh, no, actually, okay, you... uh, no, I was told to put him in the engineer closet. I think Zelda yelled at me. No, so she she said closet, but... It's just a giant, it's an engineer cabin, it's the room. Between, I would say so. that room then, because I'm sure Zelda would be guiding me that way. Okay, yeah. So, Michelle. Um, I'm going to administer first aid on the pilot. Okay, yep, yep. yep. Give me that roll, you no longer take disadvantage. Can I do an uh, acting roll to uh, pretend I'm doing first aid as well? You sure can, if you want. Okay. That. A 43 on a 99? What up? Oh, I forgot about the Damn. fucking- Damn. You can't Ugh. see me dabbing, yeah. but I dab. You, you dab health into this man. <laughs> I got a uh, 35 out of uh, 67 on my pretend <laughs> message. Oh, my nice. God. Nice. Even I'm fooled. He concurs. Yeah. <laughs> so, Zelda- props the man up against a wall and with with the flat of her palm this isn't cpr this is cp foo and she <laughs> smacks his chest and he breathes to life Yay! with her amazing <laughs> hey paul i just want to let you know you're doing a great and job she, she, <laughs> thank you and <laughs> and he 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 opens his eyes gasping as she catches him leslie 
does what does so Leslie basically do anything that that Zelda is doing, he's he he's trying to just pretend like he's leading this whole operation, but he's like basically mimicking everything that that she is. Okay, doing yeah, like, he's he's leading from behind, yeah, kind yeah. of thing. Yes, do that thing. Yes, it's like your manager um, being like, "Hey, yeah, you guys are doing a great job." <laughs> you <laughs> he's do not see, doing yeah, anything, so, but he's like still going to get credit at the end of the day. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. But I will say that Zelda and anybody else watching, you are convinced by his acting there, mm-hmm. and he's he's a very good leader of medical things. And Michelle, you're actually quite impressed to have, like, happy to have him by your side. You know, you did the work, but he clearly knows what he's talking about too. I'm, I'm, um, I'm a- it's good. Yeah, it's good. It's good. <laughs> there is some shuddering and juddering, and the plane starts to take a nosedive far more sharply than it was before. Since the co-pilot is conscious now, I'm just going to, like, grab him by the shoulder and point him back into the cockpit. Yeah, he takes a, a, a deep breath and he runs back in. As he does, he looks around and he turns back and he points at Leslie and beckons him to come in. Yeah, I'll follow him because the co-pilot is also unconscious, right? So the co-pilot was just revived. The pilot pilot is up, but he is heavily bleeding and he's still conscious, but he's struggling. The co-pilot pulls the pilot out and points him toward the uh, engineering compartment. And then he points for you to sit in the pilot's chair. Oh no. He puts your hands on these massive joystick controls. And he puts uh, two fingers to his eyes, your eyes, and then his. And he sits down and does the same. And he looks at you and he starts to pull it back as hard as he can. Okay, so I'm I'm doing this, but I'm just going to do whatever he tells me to do. Because yep. I have a zero in pilot. I'm going to need from you a strength and okay. constitution. Okay, so strength first. Yep. And my character is freaking out, by the way. He is. <laughs> uh, 33 out of uh, 55. Nice, yep. And then my cons- constitution. A 24 out of 75. I'm getting oh, really good rolls God. Today. So you do feel it starting to level out gradually. It's pretty scary at the start, but as you Mm -hmm. pull and you pull and, you know, you're freaking out, as you said, and adrenaline is starting to pump, but you do feel it starting to ease up just slightly. And so it drives you to keep pulling. The co-pilot nods excitedly to you and you both are able to pull it to a stable level. He quickly, uh, reaches over and slaps a control on your side and you feel the controls lock into place he sits back with a big heave so i like to think that like we were both screaming uh when we were trying to get it under control and then once we finally did we just both start laughing and like slapping each other on the shoulder well <laughs> just you might of maybe, sweat. <laughs> maybe but it is still there's still dead birds and glass and wind we're still happy that we're not dead <laughs> so Poppy, as these controls have been going nuts with the dive and the leveling, I need you to give me another intelligence roll, as the pressure controls have just gone through the fucking roof. I got a 15 on a 70. Yeah. Jesus, you're just, you're, you're destroying this, yeah. 
you you know what to do at this point. You you relieve the pressure on certain sides of the plane to level it out. You activate certain wing mechanics. You're uh, you're making good. You're learning very quickly. Now, Lara and Zelda, you're both in the engineer room. I'm gonna patch up the uh, pilot. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I, so I need a roll for that. Yep. Woohoo! That is. Yeah, that's a 90 on my 99. No, wait. Yes. Either it's way, It's a 90 and a zero, so I doubt it's yep, a 900. Yep, that's 90. So <laughs> you kill him and everybody <laughs> oh, no. else in existence. Yay! No, you, uh, yeah, you patch him up really easily. Again, this is just, this is your jam, okay? You've been in war. This is fine. I was in the trenches. Exactly. He's sort of looking to you for direction, whether or not he should go back to the cockpit or sit here or... You know, what, what, how are you going to instruct him? Can I check his eyes and see if he's concussed? Yeah, I mean, so just with your successful role, you, you can see that he's going to need to rest soon, but in an emergency, he could probably handle the situation. Okay, yeah, I'm going to just like grab him by the shoulder and point him towards the cockpit again. Okay. Yeah, he gets up, he does that, he uh, kisses his hand, the palm of his hand, and he puts it on your forehead. And then he goes back into the into the cockpit. You feel a strong hand on your shoulder, Leslie, and it's the pilot. And he uh, beckons for you to to get out of the seat. Okay, I get up and I hug him, <laughs> <laughs> and I I kind of yell in his ear, and I'm just like, "We did it! We did it! I helped people! I helped people!" And then I'll just kind of walk away in he, a stupor. Yep, yeah, he nods and then he shuts the door behind you as you leave. Now you're all in the engineer compartment. Blood on some of you. All right, uh, Lara's going to speak up as soon as we're all gathered here today. <laughs> <laughs> it, this is not going to make a whole lot of sense to um, most of you, but uh, a lot to Poppy. I think I could be wrong, but I think I saw. Um, an alien outside the window. An alien? I mean, Leslie's expression goes from, like, a smiling stupor to, like, dead serious, and his eyes get really, really big, and he doesn't say anything. What kind? It was shapeless. It was moving and morphing and made of flesh and weirdly... kept changing and chasing after the birds. And with that, you hear a loud thunk explosion and then a propeller dying. Well, shit. The plane lurches to the left and Poppy, we need one last roll from you. Hell yeah. Piss buddy, no! I got a 61 on a 70. Oh, God. Yeah, In you're your able face. to you're <laughs> able to reroute power and energy and all of the appropriate controls that a real pilot would know, and bring the plane down more easily than a crash. And up we go. Oh, it's big up here. This is a big ship. A big empty ship. Hey, so I know I don't know a lot about human things other than how terrible you are at everything, but shouldn't there be people here? 
with the talking and the meat limbs. I feel like maybe we should go back to the pod. Maybe. Oh, nope. There it goes. You didn't close the hatch. Fantastic. Well, the ship changed direction to pick us up, so that must mean someone is at the helm, no? I guess that's where we start. Hey there, best friends. It's Danny. It's it's also Erica. <laughs> Erica is here also. I am alive. We're here to tell you about a little network called the Necropoticon Network. I'm sure you've heard of it. It's world-renowned. We thank them at the end of our show every single week. Yeah, and you never check them out, do you? Well, this is your time. Yeah, we're finding you on other podcasts now yeah, to tell you from... that you need to check out the Necropoticon Network. Stop saying you support the Necropoticon Network and just do it. Stop running from the truth. They have role-playing podcasts. They have horror podcasts. They have comedy podcasts. They have movie review podcasts. There are lots of fun podcasts over there, and you're missing out if you don't go over to necropodicon.com right now. So get that sweet tookus off your... Keep that sweet tookus on your couch and Google necropodicon.com. <laughs> Necropodicon. Hard to pronounce? Easy to listen.